And part of the reason I was running late today is the Lord stirred me with a little different swing to the message. And he spoke to me, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Because God's already doing his thing. Jesus is already doing his thing. The Holy Spirit is already moving amongst you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We we offer prayers up to you, Lord. And now we listen. Can we hear you now? Do we hear the Lord's response to our cries today? Can we hear him now in what he's called us to be? And Father, I ask that you open our ears, Lord, to hear you now. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to sense and feel you now. And Father, with these little nuggets you give us, these little things you give us, Father, we ask that you multiply them 30%, 60%, Lord, as your parable says that we're about to read, Father, you said those that hear the word, Father, I looked up here before I walked in and in the Greek, and it basically meant, or for the word, and it basically meant anything that's in God's word. Let us hear the answers for our situations that are found in your word and apply them to your life. But Father, we love you today and we thank you that you never leave us or forsake us, that you're here now. And again, Lord, we ask that we can hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Points of the sermon today are pretty much the same. I, my daughter loves me. I texted her and told her to change it on the Oakton app, uh, on the sermon notes there. And I think I got them to the people upstairs on behind me. But the five points are uh, reaction to the word. In other words, how people heard the back from the Lord. In other words, the word was presented. How did they hear the word? Their reaction to the word. We're going to talk about that. The second one is a new one, and it's can you hear me now? The next one is uh, greater things. The fourth point is why not us? And then the last one is stop listening to the enemy. And I'm going to be reading out of Mark chapter 4. And I'll be reading out of the ESV. And we're going to just kick it off, jump in right there. He began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And and I, I didn't even put this in my notes, but every time I read this, I see that Jesus set the stage to speak the word. God's called us to fill the house. But I see here in this word that, that Jesus set the stage. Could you imagine the beauty of the ocean? You know, you see the ocean. In this case, it's a great big sea, similar to the ocean. But it was beautiful. The cool breeze that was probably going off of it. The colors, the, the, the echo of his voice off the ocean. Jesus set the stage to present the word. And, and we need to be the same way. We need to take the stage and prepare the stage 
and do our best to present God's word in all ways and do it the best way we know how. But verse two, he goes and he said he was teaching them saying or teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into the good soil and produced grain. Growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I want you to catch that. Mark 4.13, we're going to jump to there. And he said to them, do you understand this parable? How then will you understand this parable? Well, Jesus already gave us the answer. Hear with your ears and listen with your ears because he's a talking. And he'll give you more answers to this question when we read from Mark 21 or 421. But again, in verse 13, do you understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while Then when tribulation or persecution arise on the account of the word, immediately they fall away. Are you guys catching these connections? The word was presented, they heard, and in this case, the enemy stealing the word. Verse 18. And and others are the ones sown among the thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. The Lord's already illustrated that through the service today. The word has been presented, hear the words. In Mark 4.21, and he said to them, Is a lamp brought into, into be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? So he's telling you to take this word and put it on a stand. Let your light shine. Verse 22, for nothing is hidden except to be made manifest nor anything secret except to come to light. If anyone hears or has the ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear with the measure you use it or hear it. 
it will be measured back to you. And still more will be added to you. So he's telling you to hear the word. And the more you hear the word, the more he's going to give you to hear. Man, we ought to be shouting victory right now. For to the one who has, more will be given. You get that? And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So that takes us into the first point, the reaction from the, the seed sown. We see from the scripture that those that heard the word, the enemy, Satan, immediately comes and tries to steal it away. We see another approach that Jesus shares that, that when the word is sown, that sometimes that we allow rocky ground or tribulation or persecutions to arise. And it, they, if you notice both of these, the word immediately is using. When you get a touch from God, when you hear a word from the Lord, Satan's right there and he's there to steal it. That's why we need to hear it and, and press into that word. The word that was sown among the thorns, the the, the, the thorns came in and the cares and riches choked out that word and proved it unfaithful or unfruitful. Now, the thorn, you know, it probably didn't happen immediately, but it came in time. So we see that Satan and the enemy is constantly coming against the word of God that you hear and are trying to apply to your life. He immediately comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't let up. He's going to come after you probably until you draw your last breath. But your victory is, is when you hear the word and apply the word to your life. Actually, guys, I'll get into it later, but here means you just did it. You heard it, you did it. When you do that and you continue in that, you'll produce a harvest of 30, 60, or 100 fold. It all depends on the soil that you prepared for the harvest. And I'm going to get into it later, but but if you only prepare your soil and hear for 30% of the time, that's going to be your return. We're just giving you an idea here today. Well, about 60% of the time, you know, I'll give God 60% of the time. I'll hear him 60% of the time. That's probably what you're going to yield. But what if we heard him all the time and walked in that all the time? We'd be in 100% of fruitfulness 24-7. The house would be full. The online would be going on everywhere. Golden City would be running out the sides. Carthage would be building too. Can you hear him now? Sadly, the enemies of the word, the enemies of the gospel, sadly, these, the Satan and worldly concerns and riches and pleasures, that's what keeps us from receiving the fullness of God. And nowadays it's coming in ways that we look at, they're good. They're, they're good things. But when they go before God, they're bad things. When we put things ahead of God and we quit hearing from him, then we're going to go off course. That's why God needs to be number one. The word needs to be number one in our lives. But we see the reaction to the word sown that three out of the four people that that the word was sown in by this parable, one of the four received the word. 
You know, I hear a lot of times that, you know, God is calling us to fill the house. And, and I've heard it even lately that I, I don't know anybody. I, I'm a stay-at-home mom or I'm a stay-at-home dad or, or I work out of my house. I never get out of the house. And I always say to you guys that you can minister to others probably easier than I can because I'm, I, I'm working this and I'm here all the time. And I, I long for the days that, that I was at Freeman when I was leading somebody to Christ on a monthly, if not weekly basis. Man, I, I miss some days. But you guys have that opportunity, but the Lord is so awesome. The other day, Oakton gets a phone call that, that somebody lost their dog. And anyway, uh, Jim called me, and it's funny, coincidentally, about the same time Joe pulled in, and my dogs went nuts and ran towards the church. And I thought, Joe's got a dog with him today. And it ended up, it wasn't that at all. But that dog had crossed through the church, and my dogs drew attention to it. And so I heard that. Joe told me all that. So I went out to help this guy look for the dog. And, and I got up around the front up here, and he stops, and he begins to talk to me. And so we talked about the dog. He described it, and, and then we went on our own ways. And, and I just took off, and I went towards Mike Crockett's. And, and, and I thought I saw the dog over here, and it was heading towards him calling. So I thought he found his dog. So I went on back to praying and seeking the Lord and kept on heading north. And guess what? A guy pulls up and starts talking to me. He starts telling me about these things. There's a guy that lost the dog. And I'm looking around to see if he's here today. Are you here? Because I, I don't see very good. My eyes are blurry sometimes. Need to get better glasses. But but, it's weird. but he, he comes up and begins to talk to me. And we began to just share about how he found the dog, talking about the dog. Uh, Jerry Crockett, he worked for you at one time. It helped us build the barn up there. And I think that I was helping up on the barn the day he was working there, but we'll talk later. But, but we were talking and, and, and just having a good time. And he just out of the blue, he goes, I believe this is a, a God time. And I just grinned. I said, boy, it is. It's a God appointed time. He goes, yeah, it is. And I go, do you know the, the Lord? Are you born again? And he got really quiet. He didn't want to talk about that. And I didn't want to press because you kind of be sensitive. You plant the seed. And anyway, I finally I said to him, well, why don't you come out to church with me sometime? And why don't you come out to Oakton? He goes, you know, I think I'll do that. So I don't want to hear that we don't have anybody to witness to. Just go out and start walking down the highway and God will make appointed times. But as I was uh, thinking about this, the Lord really began to put it on my heart that that we need to follow up with the word that we put out there. We need to continue, like with this guy, I don't stop. I need to continue praying for him. And the neat thing is that we got so close, the guy gave me his card. Man, when they give you their phone number, call them. And I've called him. And I've reached out to him. I continue to press in with the word of God and do it in a Christ-like way and not a pressuring way. But we continue in because, again, immediately the enemy comes in to steal the word. The enemy comes in to attack the lives of the people that are stepping out in the things of God. And the people of God need to recognize that. Hear the word today and really follow up with those that God's put on our hearts. 
Even after we get them into church, we see revolving doors sometimes because I believe the church needs to do a better job about discipling and showing them that God does expect you to repent and turn from your sins. That God does deliver and and set people free from demons and, and heals the sick. They need to recognize that, that what salvation means. And we need to keep putting that word into them. We continue to do that. Do we hear the word today? Point two, can you hear me now? How many know that slogan, can you hear me now? That's what I woke up today that changed the whole outcome of this service. The Lord woke me up, can you hear me now? Don't you guys remember the guy on the Verizon guy, if you will? Can you hear me now? From 2002 to 2012, that commercial was, hey, can you hear me now? And then after they said, "You can you hear me now, they gave their spiel. So they wanted to make sure you, they caught you by, can you hear me? And then they would give the message they wanted you to hear. That was their, their way of doing it. Well, guys, uh, if you notice this guy, he, in 2016, he goes to Sprint. And Sprint hires this guy because they have grown within 1% of the size of all the big name phone companies, including Verizon. And so maybe they are at 50% and Verizon is at 49 I don't know, but 1%. And they hired the guy, Do you, can you hear me now? And he went out with a new message and he shared that how, how, uh, Sprint had grown to the same size of Verizon, but we'll sell it to you at 50% off. Then he says, in the new slogan, I gotta find it here, can you hear that? In other words, did you hear that and, and go buy it? You see, that's their, their strategy. And the Lord is saying to us today, can you hear me now? Meaning that I've showed you the word, I, I, I've spoken into you. Have you heard it? Meaning hearing is obeying. Hear. Well, you think them guys do, do, are the ones that come up with this slogan, but actually August 15th, 1877, Thomas Edison suggested using the word hello, usually followed, can you hear me? When the phone came out and you're saying, well, Thomas Edison didn't, didn't invent the phone. It was, you know, Alexander Graham Bell. But in this point, Thomas Edison got involved because businesses would run a line. So if I run a line to Joe, it was just an open line so they could hear anything going on on either side for, for that time period. And so to get Joe's attention, they suggested, hello, and usually follow. Can you hear me? And then they would come over and we'd communicate. That came back from 1857. Actually, if you wanted to know the truth, Thomas Edison suggested, ahoy! Ahoy! Can you see it now? Ahoy now! That doesn't work, did it? Wouldn't have preached today. I'm glad they stuck with, can you hear me now? But Thomas Edison came up with that. But again, we see that their goal one was to get people's attention. Two, to share their ideas. Can you hear me now? And the last thing, do we buy in to the idea? You guys realize that Jesus was the one that actually come up with the slogan, 
Can you hear me now? Just in this parable here, Jesus mentioned nine times in just like nine or ten verses here. Can you hear? Can you hear me now? Hear means perceived to take a hold of the information. And again, word I talked to you earlier about basically means anything covered in the Bible. So Jesus said, here's the word of God. And Jesus was the word. Here I am. Can you hear me now? This is what I give you. Jesus was saying that when we hear him, we will be blessed by God 30%, 60%, 100%. Mark 4.20 says, but those that were sown in the good soil are the ones who hear the word of God. They heard it and then they accepted it by bearing fruit. So they hear the word of God. Can you hear me now? And then they bared fruit by doing what God had told them to do. Whatever the word said to them at that point in time. So they heard the message of Jesus Christ. And Mark 4.24 said, Jesus said, pay attention to what you hear. Because with a measure you use it or hear it, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. And I'm going to get into that. Well, actually, it was just do it. Point number three, greater things. God wants to do greater things in our life. And, and we just set it up here by saying, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. And still more will be added. We may be hearing and receiving at 30%, 60%, but he wants us to be doing it at 100%. We can expect greater things to come. And again, that's the third point, greater things when we pay attention and hear and are faithful in that. When we're faithful in the small things, he's going to give us more and he's going to be faithful in the big things. So the more we hear the more we will, he will add and the more awesome God's going to be in our life. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I get, man. Thank you for listening to Joe. But they always tell me when people's not saying amen, they're absorbing. So I'm believing you're being sponges today. I'm believing you're being here. You're hearing. I believe in that you're putting it into practice. But Jesus wants us to use this principle to build the kingdom of God. And, and this is one of my favorite scriptures. But Jesus himself said in John fourteen twelve, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And what? Greater works than these will, will he do because I'm going to the Father. So we will be able to do greater works. The believer will do greater works when we hear and move out in these things and are faithful that he's going to give us more. And it's going to build into this awesome relationship, awesome ministry with the Lord. Jesus has given us the power and authority, the same power and authority he had to go out and do greater works in his name. It's not in my name. We, uh, guys, I know by now, I cannot do it without Jesus, nor do I want to. But in his name, 
and we hear from him, we can do greater things. Greater works. Can you hear God now? How is Jesus telling you to go? That's the other part of the title was Drury Go, Oakton Go. That's how God has put it on their heart to go. They're believers. God's planted a vision in their life. They've already explained. We're believers. We serve God. Uh, We believe in education. And we're going there. They heard and went into action. And they're, they're stepping out in faith by coming out in the middle of nowhere to set up and go over and check it out in the northwest or the northeast corner of workstations so that they can come in and minister what God has called them to do, education. But what has God called you to do? You know, I, I won't pick on you too much, but, but I'll pick on us as a congregation. God says, hello, Oakton. Can you hear me now? I want you to go to Carthage and build my kingdom. We heard him and God has blessed us 30%, 60%, and 100% at different times. Man, we outgrew our first building and, and bought a new building. Paid cash for it in 2014. God did some great things, greater things. Because we heard the word and we heard, we just did it. You did it. Oakton did it. And I say to you again, hello, Oakton. Can you hear me now? I want you to fill the house with the unsaved and the unchurched people. I will bless you 30%, 60%, and 100% at times. And gals, Norman, you put a slide up there. September the 26th, when we kicked off this vision, we had 303 people. Uh, we're talking strictly in-house. Uh, online, we want you to build the online. But this is how we have filled the house. And between the campuses, we got a lot of seats that are open. A lot of seats that we can fill. Can you hear him now? Well, last week, the numbers were this. And it looks like it was 272. We went down in numbers. And if you all know the truth, when the Lord called me to do this, I was like, Lord, we're going into the worst time of year. Our numbers usually peak about now and we drop off because of Thanksgiving, because of farm shows, because of sports, football, because of, of Christmas. Our numbers usually peak and start going down towards the end of the year. And we see that trend just in the last two weeks. But I say to you, do we hear him now when God says you can fill the house? You see, God's words are alive and real when he says it and we do it, it will happen. How do we do it? By witnessing to the lost and the unsaved. And God will give you God-appointed times to do that. And I know what he's doing it for me. I'm, I'm trying to do the same. And so how do we hear The words of the Lord gives us. Hello, Oakton. Can you hear me now? I want you to give 150K to accomplish the immediate goals for Oakton. I will bless you 30%, 60%, and 100% if you hear me now. Hello, Oakton, can you hear me now? 
I want you to connect with Drury Go and offer college classes at Oakton to, to people who normally would not be able to go to college. Support this and I will bless you 30, 60, and 100% if you hear me now. It's not costing us anything to do this, by the way. It's free. But how many people, you know, I have a passion for this because I was always going to be a farmer and there's nothing wrong with that. I never tried in high school, never did anything in high school that to even do the books. Well, guys, to be a farmer now, you, you've got to be a rocket scientist. Man, you, you needed education for that. And, and you need the help of the Holy Ghost even more. But, but I never had a, a, a place I could feel comfortable or, or the opportunity. I thought, man, if, if Oakton was serving a class, I probably would have went there. But I was 50 years old before I even had the, the license or the legality to even get in the pulpit. I had to renew it every year and still do have to renew it every year. And our challenge is that, that people, God has placed calls on each life in here today. And most of them, it's going to take an education to do it. Why not start it as they're a sophomore in high school, junior, senior? Or maybe you're getting a calling late in your life that you need some school. It's right in your backyard. Share the message. Share the message because God raises people up and blesses them so that they can be a witness for God in the community. What about you personally today? What about you Hello, Taylor. Hello, Brooke. Got to pick on you guys because you always come back. (laughs) Can you hear me now? I want you to go in this way, and I will bless you 30, 60, and 100%. Taylor's giving me the thumbs up. It's the same way with Abraham. Abraham, if you go, do you realize what he gave up? Do you go? I will bless you 30, 60, the stars in the skies 100%. We can go on and on. But point four is, why not us? Why, why can't God use Oakton? Why can't God use you? Why can't God use those online to do these greater things? Why not us? God says, can you hear me now? I want to use you. And when I, and when you hear me, I will bless you 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I get a lot of times, well, God wants me to do that in my personal life. We don't, the church just needs to be the church. Well, he's calling out and saying the church. He wants to do great things in the church. He wants to do great things in you, but he wants to do great things in the church throughout all generations, meaning the Holy Ghost didn't leave when Christ left or when the disciples left. The Holy Ghost is still moving today. He's in the house today, and we've seen that. So why not us? Why not us? 
Again, a word of encouragement. Oakton population 20 has the largest church in Barton County because you heard him now or then that he's blessed you 30, 60, and even 100 fold. God wants us to press into him. And we need to get past that. I can't and start saying, why not? Why can't I? Why can't I go get an education? Or why can't I be a pastor? And man, we need lay pastors right now all over. I mean, volunteers to, to help build what God has done. We can't keep up with everything God's doing. We need laity to do it. Man, Joe was just like you and God called him and he heard and he came to work here and God's blessing him 30, 60, and 100% at times. Amen? He received that. But why not us? Why not us? So in closing... Point five, stop hearing the enemies of God. Jesus shared the enemies of God with us in this parable. The enemies of God are Satan, worldly concerns, riches, and pleasures. Now, the Lord just spoke this to me, and I'm going to speak it out, but probably what most of you came to these altars for is Satan's attacking you. You got a worldly concern. Riches may be a problem and, and you're just not satisfied right now. Don't know. But you've reached out to God and God speaks to you. Do you hear him now? In other words, hearing is obeying. What did God speak to you? Hearing is obeying. When you step out in the way he spoke to you, he may have said to you, you need to get this out of your life. Hearing is kicking that out of your life and you're going to be blessed 30, 60, 100 fold. Usually we poison ourselves. It could be that some of our jobs are more important. Maybe there's some other things that are important and, and God's been clear to you that I'm not number one in your life. Do you hear me now? And when we hear him, he will bless us 30, 60, and 100 fold. But these things are attacking us. It's the way we open the service. Satan is not going to let up. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. Do you hear him now? Do you hear him now? So who are we listening to today? Who are we listening to today? I want to ask the praise team to come forward, give them a minute to get settled, but I want you to think about that. How is God calling you to go today? Do you hear him now? How is God ministering to your situation? Can you hear him now? Because when we do, he'll bless us 30, 60, and 100 fold at any given time. But Oakton, can you hear God now? He's saying, I'm going to quote Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in me with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge me, 
And I will make straight your paths. That's the Lord's word. Okay, so we're putting this in perspective now. We go to the Lord. He speaks through his word. Can you hear him now? He's saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Are we hearing and obeying at 30% of the time, 60%, a hundred of the time? Are we walking in a hundred percent of his greatness? If not, why not? We can. Greater things he has for us. So let's stand to our feet today.